Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite television shows, Succession. So Succession is an HBO show. It's returning for its final season, which is also its fourth season. And Succession is is probably the successor to Game of Thrones. Yeah, you could say Return of the Dragon was, but when Succession came out, it came out, I think it was probably the either penultimate or ultimate season of Game of Thrones. It started in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And it kind of carried on the prestige TV torch from Game of Thrones. Sure, HBO has had other, you know, almost all of its shows are prestige shows. We've had Euphoria, for example, and recently The Last of Us. But I think Succession is the last HBO movie that is really going to hit the zeitgeist and people love this show. And it's it's a show that is, it's an acquired taste. Look, it's not meant for everybody. The best way I would ex- explain Succession, if you haven't seen it, please, if you have HBO, I mean, this is one of the top shows out there, not just on HBO, but on any streaming or network platform. Is that it's essentially a black comedy. So it is was created by Jesse Armstrong, who also created Veep. And Veep is very, very... You can see how both of these are created by the same mind and that they both have dark humor. Veep, I think, if you're not familiar with that show, that was a show about Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld fame running for vice president. And that show went on for many seasons on HBO. So he created that and eventually passed that on to somebody else. And so he created this show, Succession. And Succession has a lot of pretty famous uh, people that have touched upon it as executive producers. Adam McKay is a famous uh, director who got his start really on SNL and then later did movies with Will Ferrell like Anchorman and Talladega Nights. Uh, You also have Mark Mylod, who is a director for Succession. And he's, I mean, everything he touches in terms of a directorial perspective is quite impressive. He did a lot of the episodes for Entourage. He did a lot of the most famous episodes for Game of Thrones. He did the pilot for The Affair, the Showtime show. And he has been the director of the large majority of the episodes for Succession. So Succession is like you know, prestige television. Doesn't do a lot of episodes. They've only done 29 episodes in three years. So they average about 10 episodes a year. And Mylod's involved. And Will Farrell is also the executive producer. I don't know how involved he really is on the show, given that he and McFay, he and McKay had a falling out. But it is a very successful show. And so the the basic premise of Succession is it's loosely based, most would say, on the Murdoch family of Fox. You could also throw in a little of the Redstone family that has owned Paramount forever. And really, it's all about the way I look at it when I watched it. And I've been watching it since the beginning, since season one, first episode. To me, it's more of like King Lear. 
Because you have at the center of it one of the great actors of Scotland who is certainly one of those guys. So you got Brian Cox, who's been in like everything. I think of him mostly as being an Agamemnon from uh, Brad Pitt's Troy. He plays the patriarch of the family, Logan Roy. And Logan is just the typical head of a massive conglomerate. He doesn't really care about ethics. He doesn't really care about what's left or what's right. His politics, I guess you could say, are a little leaning toward the right, but really cares about just maintaining his massive empire. Now, he has four children. All the children are just so, (laughs) they're so beautifully sketched. So you have Kendall Roy, who's played by Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong, great character actor. I mean, he has gotten so much laud for this show. He might have even won some some Emmys for it. He plays uh, Kendall. And Jeremy, you might know, he he's done like movies here and there. I remember last seeing him on The Gentleman, the Matthew McConaughey movie. He's in that. But he he's a guy who's in tons of movies. He plays the heir apparent. He's not the oldest son, but he's the heir apparent. Then you have the oldest son, who is Connor. Now, Connor is played by Alan Ruck, who's probably most famous for being Cameron Ferris Bueller's uh, best friend and Ferris Bueller. Also, he, he dies pretty quickly in the Sean Penn classic 80s bad boy movie, Bad Boys. But he plays the eldest son and the eldest of all of them, who is kind of just completely detached from all the politics of the family. And he doesn't fight with the other three siblings for any type of vying control of the of the Roy Star, Waystar Roycoy Company. That's the name of the company, Waystar Roycoy. It's a tongue twister. But he later, later seasons, he's one of these like oldest, totally detached trust fund babies. He decides to run for president. He has a girlfriend who's a theater uh, actress who's clearly Brafo's law is only with him because of the lifestyle of the money that that she affords him. And originally she was a prostitute who uh, eventually decides to stay with him. He's, she's like a prostitute escort theater person. So he's kind of the comic relief in that he really thinks he has a chance to run for president. So then you have Kendall, as I mentioned, who's kind of the heir apparent. Then you have the two younger kids who are Roman. Roman's played by Karen Culkin. Roman is, I guess, best displayed as the kind of the uh, enfant terrible, the, the spoiled, rotten, immature, stunted son. And he is the one who talks like he wants to talk, speaks his speaks from his mind, but it's just really juvenile, just not really prepared. Like he's watched too many Judd Apatow movies. He's like the epitome of the Judd Apatow kind of characters, the stunted man-child. Then you got Shiv or Siobhan, and she's the sole daughter, and that's played by Sarah Snook. Sarah Snook's a great Australian actress. And Karen Culkin, of course, is the brother of Macaulay Culkin. I wanted to let you Let's know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is... The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. She starts the, the television show as kind of a being a, a political consultant who later decides to dip her toes into the family company, even though she had really never showed interest in it. She kind of looked down on the two brothers and their father for maintaining this business. You know, it's all consumer capitalism, greed, and she's kind of a lefty. But then in later seasons, she gets more involved in the business. She's married to uh, Tom. Tom is played by Matthew McFadden, probably most famous for being uh, in Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. He plays the the Darcy. And he is kind of the bumbling buffoon who is clearly, he's from Midtown America, uh, Middle America, and he's always made fun of by, by the other uh, siblings. And he's pretty much controlled by Shiv. But in later seasons, he tries to find his voice. And then the last major character you have is Greg, Cousin Greg, as I call him. And he is kind of, he starts the show working at one of the the, the Disney-esque inspired Waystar Roy Coy amusement parks. And then because he is the grandson of the patriarch, Logan Roy's brother, he is part of the family and then he slowly works his way up. I mean, those are the major characters that you have the, the four siblings and the dad. The moms are, are pretty much... Uh, here and there come in, but uh, they're divorced, of course. Logan is divorced from his wife. He had two wives. So Connor is is uh, the child from a, from one woman. And then he remarried and had the three other children from another woman who, who does uh, appear in one of the episodes. And then Logan has remarried. He has married uh, Marsha. So I'm not going to spoil the new seasons. I'm just going to give a kind of a over, overview of the of the show in general. But in season one, you're kind of presented with all these characters and they live in massive, massive wealth. So one of the reasons why Succession is fun is because you kind, you kind of see this King Lear action going on. Logan early on has a kind of a stroke and he is incapacitating in a coma. And so the siblings and all the kind of the... the 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 executives at the company and all the the kiss asses are trying to figure out what to do and it at this point Kendall the eldest son tries to do a takeover of his dad this is not a spoiler his dad recovers and then his dad and Kendall are pitted against each other because he, Kendall the eldest son played by Jeremy Strong feels that Logan the dad is is outdated for 21st century America and that they need a, a younger kind of vision and so he tries to topple his father, and in season one, it's not successful. 
And so the whole time, it's interesting because Logan is pitting, Logan loves all the three major children, but he pits each of them against each other because from his interest, it's best not to name a successor. And he also notices that all three of the children, both Kendall, Roman, and Shiv, all have weaknesses that make them not the best successor. So that's why the show's called Succession, because essentially it's like the Murdoch family where Rupert Murdoch is old. He, he, he leans a little to the right, but really it's all about the green. It's all about the money. And he too has children that have fought behind his back to kind of wrestle control of him. And I mentioned the Redstone family because Sherry Redstone, who runs Paramount, had a father who, <laughs> who ran Paramount, you know, the major studio, for decades, and then near the end of his life, he started making poor decisions. He got cajoled and beguiled by two, two women that were essentially escorts, and they almost were able to finagle out all of his money behind his children's back. And so Sherry, the, the daughter who he's never really liked, uh, had, to, had to wrestle control from all this. So it's a little apparent. Like when most people think about this, they think, oh, this is kind of an avatar for the Fox Murdoch family. But I see it as a combo of a bunch of different families. Either way, the show is funny. It's witty. It's biting. It's sardonic. It's got so many classic lines. And if you just want something that puts you into the world of absolute wealth. So when you're watching this, it's just you see these mansions, you see these amazing penthouses, and you like to see just excellent plot and character development and excellent writing and seeing just siblings backstab each other all for the sake of mammon, all coupled in with great humor and great wit. This show is really for you. So it's escapist, kind of like Entourage was escapist for guys who just wanted to see how young Hollywood, Mark Wahlberg-esque people lived in Hollywood with hot babes and so forth. It's kind of like this, but Succession definitely appeals to more people. It appeals to the more middle-aged and kind of higher SES crowd, but it's just an amazing show. So if you like anything that takes you away to very wealthy mansions and you like funny shows that are well-written and sardonic, Succession is for you. And as I mentioned, the fourth and final season is starting on HBO on March 26th and will run until late May. And then the show will be gone forever. So definitely check it out. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Cinema Rag. You let me know if you watch Succession. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal to make a donation if you appreciate my content. Then the one's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website, which hosts the four Eclectico Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.